Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Stevie has not practiced, uh, what's today, Wednesday, so he has not practiced on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, he's been with the trainer. You know, we'll see how he is, you know, later today when, when we're about to practice. I would anticipate him jumping in and doing some stuff today. Um, probably, well, not probably, won't do anything live. So if most of our practice is live, then that means <laughs> he won't be involved in much. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, normally joined by Joe Franklin, but he is off for the rest of the month of December. What time is it? Uh, yeah, oh, sorry, I got you going on there. Here's... What time is it? Why, why is Joe off? Because it's December. It's December. Everybody it's knows December. that. Yes. That's it. It's the a part... Joe Franklin holiday sabbatical has begun. That's, That's right. right. It's officially here. So... You hear the voices of Chris Kane as well as Todd Hello. Pierce, uh, all hanging out in the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. And it is going to be a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services today. So we want to have all the reactions coming in from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. You can get after us in the Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors and. Also, Chris, what is your Twitter handle? Off the, is it Chris Kane Seven? Is that double O Seven? Double O Seven. Seven was taken, it, and it really was just a process of elimination. Right. Seven was taken. O Seven was taken, and then I hit double O Seven, and it worked. And I was shocked because I thought, really, with the Bond reference, I thought that would be a popular one, but it wasn't. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, see, I, I would have thought so too, yeah. but I guess not. So, uh, and is your still Todd Pierce one? Is that what it is, Todd? It is indeed. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. got in early. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I tried to go for the regular like John Neighbors, and that was taken somehow. I I was one of the ones early on. I thought Twitter wouldn't work when it was first really? created. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I, I didn't think it would work. And uh. and I mean, it works. It does feel like it has you know three wheels. Uh, it's sputtering a little bit, and at all times it could go off the rails just because of the chaos surrounding yep. the platform, which I think makes it work. Oh yeah, that that truly is why Twitter is the way it is. Is because it's for a special group of degenerates like ourselves yes yeah. yeah pretty much yeah it's like a thing to where it's like fashion it's always changing and it's always a thing but, but it's not common fa- and the, the twitter is right. not you know it's not like fashion that's acceptable anywhere else it's only acceptable yeah. in the sphere of which it exists yes because it is it, there is just nothing it's joke 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 horrible thing that should never be said joke oh that's an interesting sports note mm-hmm. and then some bit of news that you were probably not really caring about but it ended up in your feed that's what yeah. i feel like the gist of twitter becomes but then the problem is is when you think it's real life and oh, then that's yeah, when yeah. people start to really uh, have some issues and be some problematic i but, ask myself am i being fooled by the internet again here i feel like i as a 35 year old sometimes i feel like i've i'm getting older in the internet world yeah where i should probably defer to you you right. know like folks like you john be like hey i'm seeing some things here yes. am i am i seeing what's real or is yes. this is this deception and ai is changing everything so that's going to make it even more complex yeah just like the same thing that happened with uh you know uh, fake Twitter accounts they get put up and people not knowing that's a little more difficult these days because now you're going to get a blue check and usually that was the point. But, I know. Uh, there was even people still last week falling for uh, fake KJ Jefferson Twitter account thinking that he was saying things that obviously was not him saying it and people were like, man, have you seen this? Are you seeing this? Like, hey, he's got 300 followers, my man. Just <laughs> You think KJ Jefferson's got only 300 followers? Don't, don't you think, though, it has made us stronger? 
like and, and more mental. I feel like some of the some of the tricksters on Twitter mm-hmm. have made me a better internet user because now I question everything. Yeah, even things I want to be true. Sometimes when you see it, you're just like, wait a second, check the profile. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know where you find. Oh yeah, there's no way that this is actually the real person that said it. So it has, you know, kudos to the people out there who try to play the pranks because I think they've made us better and more and better fact checkers. Unfortunately, far too many people still fall for it. Yeah, I know that's the problem. I don't know if it'll ever be 100 percent accurate. No, no, but, of course not. Uh, at least though, with uh, everything that's going on in the sports world, sometimes you don't even need uh, social media to see it because we have a lot of things we're going to try to talk about here today. As uh, again, great weekend of sports, and we know it's the holiday season. So a lot of people are going to be traveling. A lot of people are going to be uh, going to various places for the holidays. And it's amazing that a week from today is Christmas. I mean, we are are right here. So be sure to get your Christmas shopping in and have some fun with it there, too. But uh, Chris Gordy is going to join us in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll talk to him about uh, a little bit of college football, but also NFL. Really uh, hammer that point home as there's a lot going on there, too. We have best and worst of the weekend. And uh, try to make sense out of some of the games from yesterday in the NFL. I'm sorry for you, Chris oh, Kane. You know. know, same thing with my I Jets. It, yeah. Same here. Like, I hey, I expected. Yeah. It's okay. It's like when you expect to lose, it makes it a lot easier yeah, to it, come on there. More palatable. Yeah. That's pretty much. Pretty much. But I will say, uh, on Saturday at least, when a lot of people here in the Central Arkansas area at least got to go to the Arkansas Razorback basketball game, men's and women's, on Saturday in Simmons Bank Arena, uh, that was a great crowd for for both of them, but. Uh, being able to see both teams win was nice, even though one of the wins for Arkansas men was... Was it? Yeah, 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 I mean, it, was it nice? The, 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 the W next to it is nice. The, but, but that's about it. But that's that about the only thing. But that particular win wasn't nice. No. There was nothing enjoyable. You didn't leave there feeling good, did you? No, I didn't leave there feeling really any sort of positive vibe at all. Because it's one thing to win by three points. Or five points, or one point. You know, like just a small margin against a team you should beat very handedly. It's a whole other thing to win. You do that because you blew a 20-point lead with about 10 minutes to go in the game. That's a problem. That win is uglier than the losses to Memphis and North Carolina. Yeah, it's because it doesn't do anything for you. Wins are supposed to do something for you. Wins are supposed to at least give you something. Give you a little bit of a good feeling afterwards, as far as the future. Or at least give you a feeling of, man... You know what? The game doesn't do anything for me on that perspective, but I got to see a really good performance. I got to see a really good play. I got to see a new uh, a player go off and have all that. Like there was really none of that, and it's pretty alarming if you're asking me about Arkansas basketball. Where yes, it's still in the earlier part of the season, but it's not that early anymore because conference play starts up here in a couple weeks. So. If you're a Razorback basketball fan, how are you just supposed to, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm ready for SEC play. Bring on Auburn. You know, I'm ready for that. There's just not much there to really give you any sort of good feelings that it's going to be fine. At least not right now, because that was pretty bad. And it was bad, too, because every now and then when you play a team in a lower classification or a lower, you know, conference team and you think, okay, Sometimes those teams can just have an incredible night. And if you run into that buzzsaw, it happens, especially in college basketball. Mm -hmm. But Lipscomb shot 38% from the field. Not Arkansas shot 52%, by the way. They shot 7 of 30 from 3. It's one thing if Lipscomb came in and they were red hot and it was just their night and they kept it close. But this was an... Almost, uh, this was a meltdown, but it was almost a disastrous yep. meltdown. It was an absolute meltdown. And I think Muss has done enough, and there's been enough historically with him in Arkansas, to give him a certain level of trust. I'd but, agree. But on the same token, you can leave, like you just said, alarmed, not confident. Yeah. Even if you have that trust, inherent trust of, hey, He's done incredible things at Arkansas in his tenure there, so I think he has been get, he's earned that trust that he can turn it around. But even in previous years when they've struggled, there have been some signs. That game right there, you go, okay, they they pulled it out, but based on some previous losses that we saw, mm-hmm. and just doesn't seem like the the team is gelling 
even in 11 games in, I know it's early, but it, it, there's definitely, I think, uh, a couple red flags that have already been waved early on this season. And Eric Musselman knows it. Yes. And, and that's at and I least... like that he acknowledges it, by yeah, the way. That's what Don't I'm you? Yeah. He's not sugarcoating in trying to say, oh, you know, but, hey, guys, you know, it's early season. Oh, you know, we're a new team. Like, there's no excuse making that's going on with it. I mean, he does give some explanations and some reasons, but overall, he understands we're not where we need to be. And I know it. And you know it. So let's not try to pretend we are just totally fine. But you had the starting lineup, which was pretty fascinating from the get-go, which I, I was there at the game, and I kept hearing, I was like, man, there's, apparently they're going to be doing something different with the lineup. Well, you had Trevin Brazil, Chandler Lawson, and Devo Davis, which, hey, those three guys have started. But then you had Joseph Pinion and Jeremiah Davenport, which Pinion played two minutes and 22 seconds. So he started, and that was it, pretty much. Didn't even have a single stat that was uh, put in there. But you had... That you had some guys come off the bench. I will say though that the cool thing, like we talked about on Friday, was Keon Minifield being able to play for the first time this year. He was uh, academically eligible now. He played 19 minutes in this game. Didn't do a whole lot from the stat sheet. Did have three rebounds and two assists and also two points. But still, they played everybody. They went through different rotations, and it seemed like they had something going there when they got up by 20 points. But after that. It's just, they, they, we got to one point game, and everyone there in Simmons Bank is just sitting like, wow, wow. This is just so classic Arkansas. You know, even in the games that you win, you can't even feel good about it. Well, and you were there, so you could kind of sense the temperature of the crowd. It did feel like, just watching on TV, the crowd at one point was feeling pretty confident, comfortable, you know, kind of settled into a win early on in the second half, like, okay, let's just finish this off. Hey, let's see some guys. You just went through the lineup. I mean, how many players got to play in this game? Hey, let's see some guys we haven't got to yeah. see. And then all of a sudden, that 20-point turned into 15. You're like, okay, guys. Yep. It's, all right. All right. Let's, now, let's, let's pick get serious. Let's get serious And then this. it got to 10. And when it got to 9, I remember when it got to 9, I thought, oh, boy. Uh-huh. Now it's interesting. What was the uh, environment like once it started? Once they started chipping like that, were the fans getting back into it, or was there already kind of a sense of like winning complacency in the audience? I couldn't really tell. It, on TV. I think it was they were trying to get the team back into it in the intervals. Fans, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the fans were. It was in intervals. It's like when they were up twenty, feeling good, timeouts called, whatever. Then it gets down to thirteen. It's like, okay, all right, well, you know, hey, let's go, guys, let's get it going. All right, and then nothing happened, and then it gets within five points, and then people get back up and start. Chan, you know, hey, let's go. Okay, come on now. Come on now. And then it got to one point, and everyone's like, <laughs> Then it turned to frustration. Yes. It, it tur- turned from encouragement to, are you kidding me? Yes. It turned into this weird feeling of, what dread. is happening? Dread. Yes. Like, are we really doing this? We are dead set on doing this. We had the game against Oklahoma, which was just blowout city. And you had some other games that you didn't look great in. Yeah, you beat Duke and all that. That's great, but... This is the time where you're supposed to be showing some stuff. And the way the way that I looked at it, too, is blowing a lead like that. We've seen it happen. It's college basketball, college sports. Things like that happen. You don't want it to. But usually when it happens in that fashion, it's because of a young, inexperienced, youthful team. That's not what this team is. And I think that that's what made it a little bit more concerning is you got guys that are extremely talented, senior, experienced guys. I know they haven't been playing together for very long, but... That did not look like a team that had a bunch of three, four-year players all across the board, which is what they do. And it wasn't one guy on Lipscomb that got hot, where you're just like, oh, hey, this guy is the hot hand. Their leading score, 15 points. Mm -hmm. Not bad. But, you know, four of their starters in double figures. It was just, they just kept chipping away, and Arkansas kept finding ways to turn the ball over and and miss bad shots. Yeah, that's what it came down to. That's what it came down to. So, well, we'll talk about that and continue to talk about it. We'll give you some portal updates, too. We get some NFL games and, of course, Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We want to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. We have more Out of Bounds coming up next, so stay with us. One zero three seven. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. This 
Texas Sports Center. Arkansas defeated Lipscomb in North Water Rock, beating them 69 to 66. Arkansas led by 20 points with 10:53 left in the game, but allowed a 21 to 2 run by the Bisons to let them within one point. The Razorbacks ultimately closed the game out. The game saw the debut of Washington transfer Keon Menafield Jr., who was granted a waiver by the NCAA on Friday. He had two points, three rebounds, and two assists in 19 minutes. Arkansas's next game will be on Thursday when they host Abilene Christian. For more Arkansas basketball content, listen to Eric Musman Live tonight on the Buzz at 7 o'clock. And the Woodrock Trojans host Murray State tonight at the Jack Stevens Center. Tip for that game is set for 6.30. Radio coverage will be on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Was the month of Christmas and the fat man had a bone to pick. A peculiar problem for old Saint Nick. All his elves had lost their ways because instead of toys, everyone wanted new Hyundais. Santa nearly went insane over the getaway sales of it at Kris Kreme. But when he saw the SUVs of Hyundais, Santa declared, I too shall upgrade my sleigh. So if you hear a rumble in the night with a sleek new Hyundai in sight, just know it's Santa on his way in a new palisade from Kris Kreme Hyundai. Every Tuesday morning during basketball season, you can hear Caliph Battle when he checks in with the guys on Morning Mayhem. It's made possible by Edwards Food Giant. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people. The only stop you'll have to make for all your family's grocery needs. Caliph Battle on your home for Arkansas Razorbacks basketball. 103.7 The Buzz. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy has the perfect gift for the hard-to-buy-for man. A steel blower, chainsaw, or weed eater makes the perfect gift. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. 501-268-1987. Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8. 888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 8. 888-8888. Been in a wreck anywhere in the state. Just dial 8. 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Christmas reminds us that in a night without light came the light. In a world without hope, hope was born. In the midst of despair... There was the singing of angels. They had but a star, but we have sunlight. The hopes and fears of all the years were pinned, whether the shepherds realized it or not, upon a little baby and a young mother's arms. That is where hope still lies. Wise men brought him gifts, but their gold, frankincense, and myrrh have long since turned to dust. It was the best they had, and they set precedent for our giving gifts, but they only gave gifts that perish. We have an opportunity to give a living sacrifice. If giving is the test of loving, then let us give the consecration of our lives. He himself has said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. It is the heart that is given with the gift that really makes the gift worth receiving. From your friends at Doublebee's, Merry Christmas. Hey, this is Mitch at Red River Ram, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. And I've never been so happy as to introduce the wrap-up the end-of-the-year sales event. Folks, we've got 20% off 23 brand-new Ram Heavy Duties. Never been seen before. That's up to $18,000 off sticker. And you have ton buyers? We've got... 24 model Ram 1500s at $15,000 off. Make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs or check us out online at RedRiverRam.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Monday Night Football on Westwood One. NFL playoff implications abound when the Seahawks meet the Eagles. Philadelphia needs to rebound from a two-game losing streak to renew hopes for the NFC top seed. And at 6-7, and seven, Seattle needs the win in their fight for a wild card spot. Join us on air and on the free live stream sponsored by AutoZone on Monday Night Football. Right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Wendy's Peppermint Frosty and Frosty Cream Cold Brew make the perfect gift for anyone in your life. Especially for you. Yeah, this year you're sitting on your own lap and getting yourself what you want. Finally. And now every day this season, unlock 20% off your total when you get any small, medium, or large Frosty in the Wendy's app. 
so order something from your own wish list this year. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's without offer and registration. Applies to menu items only. Taxes and fees excluded. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You've got questions? O'Reilly Auto Parts has answers. Need a pro you can trust? We've got that too. No matter what you need, our professional parts people have the training and expertise to help you do things right. Deep automotive knowledge. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 1037 The Buzz. Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services, John Neighbors, Chris Kane, Todd Pierce from the Hogsmeade Market Studios. If you want in on the conversation, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. We'll have best and worst of the weekend coming up here in about a half an hour. Looking forward to getting into some of the highlights and lowlights, but on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, got a few people who are chiming in. we got some reactions. Yeah, look at this. we got... John and Conway saying, my reaction to K.J. Jefferson entering into the transfer portal. If K.J. goes somewhere else and lights it up, he will not be remembered as a Razorback. It's sad to think that a school record holder probably won't be remembered as a Razorback football legend. And you know what? This was a perfect segue because that was kind of the question that I was thinking about with K.J., which, by the way, real quick, K.J. Jefferson, as of 30 minutes ago, still not officially in the transfer portal. <laughs> Yeah, that was reported by Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports. Yeah, I just, now he officially announced it. That, like, his social media said it. He put it out as graphic. But as of right now, officially, he is not into the transfer board. I uh, just wanted to make that note. But the question becomes, though, with K.J. Jefferson, assuming that he's moving on, which it looks like he is. He is. He is the record holder in most statistical categories as a quarterback. But what are you going to remember him by? Like, what are you going to remember him in his time at Arkansas for someone who holds all the records? Um, probably getting the program, at the time, back on track. Right. I mean, with that nine-win season. That, big. that was big. I, th- I think he took... Those are some of the darkest days in Razorback football history. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't say that, you know... No, it's a with, fact. With hyperbole. That's that a is, fact. It is, those were the darkest, worst times in Razorback football history. And, and look, I know Coach Pittman, before he hired Bobby Petrino, was not the most popular guy in the state. And he's probably second now mm-hmm. to coach. Let's be honest. Yes. Let's be real. But I mean, he also was a part of that as well. And so I think what I would remember KJ similar to no matter how Pittman ends up, no matter how, if it if it doesn't work for whatever reason, which I think it will, but he'll be remembered. I think together as getting them out of the dark ages and in, back on track with a nine win season. And then after that, yes, there hasn't been much growth since then, or there's actually been a decline. I, we could we could agree. Mm-hmm. But I'll give KJ absolute credit for that. He had some sensational moments. He had some moments that you'll remember. Right. You know, where you're going to go, oh, wow, do you remember when he took that Alabama player and threw him off of him, that 260-pound line? I mean, there there are some moments like that where you go, that was incredible. There are also some moments here, oh, only what could have been. Mm-hmm. The fumble against A&M Forever. that pushed them back a little bit where Cam Little's field goal was 
just on the outside of that cross. So there are a few of those. But yeah. I, I absolutely give KJ credit for bringing the program or helping get the program out of those really bad moments. Yeah, because with KJ, this is how I sum it up and how I'm going to remember him or how I feel about KJ, which I love KJ. I'm a big fan of KJ. I always have been a fan of KJ. The season did not go the way that anybody wanted it to. However, the time that we think about some iconic legendary quarterbacks at Arkansas, there was always particular games that come up into mind, like big games that they won. You know, I think about just Ryan Mallett, rest in peace. You think about that LSU game here in Little Rock. And, fourth and one. Yeah, fourth yeah. and one. Yeah. And uh, uh, you think about the game that he had uh, pretty consistently as far as just like the Georgia game, for instance, and him throwing five touchdown passes at home, and then the next the year, the, the Do you remember the, yeah. uh, the he had the ball to Chris right behind Greg, him? Yeah, the play action to Chris Gregg. Wide that was open. For Greg's, I think, one of his first touchdowns. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. I think it was the Cowboy Go-Get-Him play. I, don't, yeah, I yeah. can't remember if that was what it was called. But either way, you just remember those things. Same thing with, I believe, Tyler Wilson. A&M. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the comeback that he had against him. And, and then, even the Auburn game with Wilson. Yes, yes. When you he know, had to where, come in. Where, where they lost, but it was him and Cam Newton dueling all afternoon. That's right. Yeah. And then you throw Matt Jones, of course. I mean, we have yeah. a list of those. But the point is. To me, KJ, it's kind of summed up from this thing. The greatest game I believe KJ had when he was a Razorback was that one on the road against Ole Miss uh, in 2021 where they were back and forth. He had six total touchdowns. He had three rushing, three passing. Could not stop him. He supermaned into the end zone. And then Arkansas scores the touchdown in the final play of the game, but they go for two to go for the win, and, and then they miss it. Yes. But to me, that sums up KJ Jefferson and how I will remember KJ Jefferson as a Razorback, there were some really great plays. There were some really great moments. There were really great games. There were really fun things. But it was still a loss. You know, in the end, it didn't matter. And it's not like I'm blaming him for it. or I'm just telling you, you don't have that game. You don't, you don't have that time. You don't have that when It's like, man, he just did this because in all the games that he had, like you mentioned some of the ones that he had with throwing the Alabama player off of him. That's awesome, but he still lost. You know, the Ole Miss game, that was a great performance. But you still lost. Like it just felt like there's so many times where he had a great game, great plays, or whatever, but the team still lost. And I feel like that kind of impacts a lot of the way people are going to remember him because you just didn't have. I mean, the best win that maybe people would chalk up. Because another thing too, let's be honest, Traylon Burks was a big part of the 2021 year. I mean, he was the guy. Throw it up, Traylon. Down, yeah, he, down yeah, there yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. was never more true. Yeah. yeah. And then even you know the next year, Rocket Sanders was really the big. Like player on that, fourteen hundred rushing yards and ten t- touchdowns. Not taking anything away from KJ, but I don't know. I just feel like as Razorback fans, you're probably going to remember things a little bit differently. But I'll tell you this, Brandon Allen. I remember Brandon a little in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, absolutely. Because Brandon, who was also one of the record setters before yep. KJ came in and broke some of his. Mm-hmm. One of the most memorable games I remember Brandon Allen having was against Mississippi State, Dak oh, Prescott. Still the stupidest we're, game I've ever where, watched. Where, again, just like KJ, yep. had one of the greatest statistical performances, but was outdueled by Dak Prescott That's right. that night and yep. ended up losing late. Yep. But you remember... Point. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what's funny, too, is I don't even associate Brandon with the Henry Heave because it was even though he was the one that passed it to Hunter, who then threw it back to Collins, you just... All we associate is... Hunter Henry and Alex Collins. That's right. And that's it. That's right. And really, we should associate another player on that, and I, and I don't even remember who it was. Whoever the receiver was that recovered the fumble. Dominic Reed. Thank you. Yes. Unsung hero, Dominic Reed, you should get your flowers. That's right. Because not a lot of people remember, Collins didn't think he made it past the marker. So he tried to lateral it. He lateraled and fumbled, but Reed fortunately picked it up. Otherwise, game is over right there. Yep. So, yeah, that, again, just going back to what do you associate players with? Even in some of the great plays or moments where... And then, do you remember, Allen was the one, I think, threw the touchdown after that. That's right, yeah. He threw it to Drew Morgan. But nobody remembers no, that. And then he ran in the two-point conversion. Yes. But again, all we it's remember Hunter is Henry Heave. the moment that got them there. That's right. And That's so right. when you go to KJ's career and you start to figure out, like, okay, what was the moment? What were some of those moments? You know, you mentioned the old Miss game. Um, you go back to that season. You know, they beat 17th-ranked Mississippi State at the time. Uh, Good game. That's probably his best, like, clutch performance he had. They beat... LSU on the road. That was not a great LSU team at the time. Um, they did beat Texas A&M, who was seventh. Right. But KJ was hurt for a good part of that game, yeah. too. He still threw for 212 he, yards. He did. Yep. Yeah, not taking anything away from him. Um, and then down the road, they crushed Missouri 34-17, but they lost to Alabama. Remember, that was the time, that was one of the, uh, what was it, seven-point loss. That's right. To Alabama on the road, number two, where we all went, oh, wow, okay, this team is turning it around. Yeah. So... 
anyway, I, you're right. I, I, I str- I'm struggling to think of that one of those iconic moments, but cumulative moments. I mean, in terms of stats, yeah, he's got him. He's got them all. That's right, or and almost. He, and his, his stats for as far as his accuracy, his, you know, his completion percentage is really high. And he did so many. He did a lot of good things. And to anyone to say that he wasn't good is just it's wrong. Like you're, you're false. He's literally a preseason first team All SEC player for a reason. Well, and I also don't like the notion that oh he's good, but he's a system quarterback. Everybody's a system quarterback. Yes. Everybody, yeah. At this point Everybody time, has no particular systems that work for them, and others that don't. That's so, right. Yes, he is just like everybody else, and he was better under that system than the current one. Clearly, yeah. or the the one that followed. Yeah. So I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck wherever he ends up going. But it's just, yeah. I think the Brandon Allen comparison, as far as how they remember or how you remember him, is is pretty spot on because for Brandon Allen's best year was going seven and five, you know, or I guess eight and five with the Liberty yeah. Bowl win. And he had some really great games and great moments, but no one's going to be like, man, remember how fun that season was? It's like, no, that season actually sucked in the beginning because you lost to Toledo. Yeah, that's right. They had to go on that win streak. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You lost, like, that's the last time you've had a winning season in SEC play. You went 5-3 and three that year, which, by the way, one of them was an overtime loss to A&M, per tradition, and the other one was the one you just mentioned, a one-point loss to Mississippi State. So you were right there to go 7-1 and one in SEC play, but again, it doesn't matter. It's too little too late. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it that's how at least I'm going to remember a lot from KJ. But it's appreciative of what he did because, like you said, Chris, came in, kind of took helped take Arkansas out of those darkest of days and get them back to being a respectful program. And I think that was huge. And he also played. You know, he, he always, even when he was hurt, he would go out there and play. You know, he'd always give it his all and he always try to make it, make the plays where he could. But now both people are moving on, and I think it's honestly best that both people are moving Does on. Does that change your perception of it? Though? And I, I ask this just out of curiosity. Does it change your perception about his legacy? Because if I were to ask you about any of those other quarterbacks you just mentioned, mm-hmm. even, even the Allen brothers, let's say. So right. Allen brothers, Mallett Wilson, Jones. If they had an extra year of eligibility, do you think people would be saying, hey, it's time? That's time. That's a great question. Because and that's that's the, that's where I think people will sort of place him in the echelon of Razorback quarterbacks. Is if all those players we just mentioned, if they had an extra year of eligibility, do you think people would be saying that's time? You know what? No, I, that's a great question because I don't think they would have done that for Matt Jones. I don't think they would have done that for for sure not for Ryan Mallett or for Tyler Wilson. And I don't think the Brandon Allen thing was always a little interesting too, just because people were like, "Oh, it was it just that one year?" Even with Austin Allen, I think people it's it's also about timing of like, okay, who's the offensive coordinator? Who's the coach? Because you know, when Austin Allen at the end of his tenure, like Bielema was fired, and people were kind of like, yeah, "All right, let's yeah, change yeah. it up, let's move on." Yeah. So I think it always depends on that situation. I think that's also a part of it with KJ, where if Bryles was still the OC and they still had some great numbers and they still had an offense that was working this past year, I think people would feel differently. But now it's like, okay, well, you got Bobby Petrino. And Bobby Trino is wanting to do, you want him to do his offense. And if he feels best without KJ doing it, then so be it. We're trusting him. So I think that that's also what's maybe had people kind of say, hey, it's time. Not because anything is KJ. It's more like, hey, Bobby, we trust him. Let's see who he wants. Not you. Yeah. It's Bobby. It's Bobby. It's what Bobby wants. And if Bobby wants it, then by God, give it to him. That's what I think a lot of people are are really looking at, too. I could see that. But I, I, I thought about it, like, just in the terms of, Trying to figure out, you know, where to place him in those, in the in the book in the record books. Not just, right. I'm sorry, not the record books, but in the perception of quarterbacks in that in that pantheon of quarterbacks, how people will remember him. And I think you I think you got a good analogy there for yeah, kind of like Brandon. Brandon set a lot of records mm-hmm. when he before he left the U of A, and and look, by Petrino wanted Brandon Allen. He thought Brandon Allen, he was telling people Brandon Allen is going to be the best quarterback in the history of this university. That was after Tyler Wilson and Ryan Mallett. Yes. And there were a lot of people behind the scenes going, what is he seeing, this guy? <laughs> and look, for to his credit, Brandon ended up having a great Razorback career, even he did. if all the wins weren't there. And he's still in the NFL. Yes. He's, a, he's got the greatest job on, on the planet. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Making a lot of money doing it. Something that Kudos we'd all probably him. love to be Kudos in. Kudos to him. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Jerome's in Pine Bluff. What's up, Jerome? Hey, man, uh, I was listening to how you was breaking down KJ's career and then comparing it to Brandon Allen. I agree with that 100%. That's, that's, that, that was, I had the same thought going through my mind before you even brought Brandon Allen up. But the thing that I remember about Brandon Allen was that year where 
it seemed like we was in a shootout every game. And we just scoring a lot of points. And the other team just kept scoring, and we just kept scoring. Some of them we won, some of them we lost. And we won the bowl game. But I'm not mistaken, didn't Brad Allen win two bowl games? He did, yeah. He won the Texas Bowl and, and the Liberty Bowl. And didn't KJ win two bowl games? He did as well, yes. He won the Liberty Bowl. I'm one of those things where I just sit there, I don't care, we go five and seven, and they have to throw an extra team in there. We win that last game, I'm good. I'm one of those. Because I'm a diehard Razorback fan. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that we got two bowl wins, because, hey, listen, I saw us use to lose to Missouri, UNLV, um, some some teams, it wasn't even football schools, was beating us in bowl games, man. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota in the, in the you know, Music City Bowl. Yeah. Minnesota, yes, Minnesota. We saw so many miserable bowl games, man, where we just were losing to teams, the basketball teams, and teams that, you know, and I'm like, how are we losing the bowl game? But Brandon Allen got me too. And uh, KJ got me too. That's what I'm going to remember because I, 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 I go down to the bowl games. And if I'm not mistaken, then KJ beat Texas in one of them, but they're Brandon. Well, Brandon beat Texas in a bowl game. KJ beat Texas in the regular season. That's right. Okay, well, same thing. Yeah. And then KJ beat Florida. I don't care if Florida wasn't that good, That's man. True. All those times we Absolutely. got Florida. And he beat Florida, man. I, I thought he was going to beat Alabama because he got close that year. And then I said, okay, we got him in a hole. We're going to come back and beat him this year. It didn't happen. But, hey, I'm going to remember him beating Florida because we lost to them every time, <laughs> seemed like. And I'm going to remember the bowl is. That's what I'm going to remember. Now, I can't knock you for how you remember it because that's right spot on 100% how I remember him and Brandon Allen as being very good quarterbacks, putting up numbers, but not necessarily winning all the big games. To, you know, like, oh, the A&M game with the fumble, man. Like, we should have beat A&M. But, hey, Brandon Allen went 5-3 and three in the SEC, big dog. Like, 5-3 yep. and three in the SEC. Like, I'm not sure. Ryan Mallett, what was his record? Uh, the Tyler Wilson, what were they record in the SEC? Well, I think our best record ever was 6-2, and two, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Mallett, I think his first year went three and five, and then six and two, and then Tyler went six and two, and then two and six. So, right, so yeah. our best SEC record finish has been six and two. That's right. Yes, correct. We well, never went seven and one. No, so, well, you went seven so and, six and two. Yeah, you went seven and one in two thousand and six. That's your technically your best, but yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With D Mac, then yeah, we sure did. Mm-hmm. But okay, so my point is five and three. That ain't bad, man. That's that's like the third. That's the third best, you know, record in the yeah. season. Cause that's be hard, man. It is, man. I get man. ran out of the correct that five and three. I give him credit for beating Texas every time, and I give KJ credit for uh, winning them two bowl games. I give Brad Allen credit for winning two bowl games, and KJ credit for beating Florida. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate that's it, Jerome. Now you got it spot on, but I just want to throw my little part in there. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it, Jerome. Thanks for calling in. He's got some good points, though, about the Florida especially. I got I got something from our uh, Structural Solutions uh, live fan feedback. <laughs> Someone said, hey, Brandon Allen had his truck burn oh, and yeah. still kept a good hat. <laughs> that's, that's tough to do. I feel like there should be a 30 for 30 on that. Mm-hmm. I, I need somebody, I need Hogs Plus to look into that. and The uh, real story? Do the Yeah. It's odd that a truck was burned without any uh, any evidence, an apartment complex. And it's also weird that everyone assumed that it was a fan <laughs> that did it, like just a disgruntled fan. Like, what would make you assume that? Could it not have been someone else that was maybe disgruntled for some other reason? I think there's a possibility of it, but you're right. And and the thing is with Brandon Allen, I keep like it's my favorite stupid stat that I hate at the same time. But Brandon Allen threw seven touchdowns against Mississippi State in regulation, zero interceptions, and they lost the game. He threw seven touchdowns in one game, regulation, would, and lost. That would break like an AI chatbot. I don't. I didn't know that That's, thing was in existence. That just doesn't compute. There's just no. There's no. There's no logical reason that should be a sentence that exists. Welcome to Arkansas Athletics. That's what it is. It's always you're always going to have those types of stats There's getting thrown around. Absolutely. Hey, we got a lot more coming up. I know we got some phone calls, messages. We'll get to. We got what's training in the world of sports as well. So stay with us on Out of Bounds on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services.
It's finally that magical time of year. The year-end closeout at Guatney Chevrolet. If a brand new SUV is on your Christmas list, now's the time to buy. Get up to $3,500 off a 2024 Chevy Equinox when you buy before December 31st. SUVs not your style? No problem. If you wish you could see a pickup truck under your tree, we have you covered. Get up to $10,000 off a 2024 Chevrolet Silverado this month only. Plus, buy at Guatney Chevrolet this month and you'll make zero payments for four months. That's right, you get to keep those savings for all your holiday shopping. If you want a fantastic deal on a new SUV or truck, you don't want to miss the year-end closeout at Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Come see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville or visit GuatneyChevrolet.com to learn more. Chevrolet, together, let's drive. Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, best wings in the city with 11 different sauces, or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Looking for easy holiday gifts for the adults on your shopping list? You're in luck, and so are they. The Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is a winner wonderland. Scratch-off tickets make great gifts and start at only a buck. And players win more than a million dollars every day. Share the gift of winning with everyone on your list. Give scratch-offs. They're easy fun with a chance of easy money. Join the winner wonderland. Gift, scratch, and win today. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair is not only truck and trailer focused. They service and repair all types of equipment, forklifts, boom lifts, excavators, dozers, loaders, and more. From warehousing to excavating, they've got you covered. Go see why Stacked is known for having some of the friendliest staff and most knowledgeable technicians in the industry. For trucks, trailers, RVs, material handling, or construction equipment, Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. At Twin Peaks, sports and scenic views go hand in hand. Twin Peaks is your ultimate sports lodge with a menu to match. Pair any of our made-from-scratch menu items with a frosty 29-degree draft beer served by a beautiful Twin Peaks girl. And you're in for a legendary sports-watching experience. Twin Peaks has convenient seating inside and out. And a fire pit outside to keep you warm on those crisp, cool nights. And with the wall-to-wall TVs at Twin Peaks, you'll never miss a play. Catch all the sports this season, whether it's NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, boxing, and UFC. It's all at Twin Peaks. You have two happy hours to choose from, one from 2 to 7, and another from 10 to close. Get lunch at Twin Peaks featuring savory soups, salads, and a variety of sandwiches. There's a contactless menu option, which means you just scan the QR code on your table and browse the menu. Order online courtesy of DoorDash, Postmates, and Uber Eats. Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. 
Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Out across the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Satania trying to get to midfield. He's across the 50. He's got a chance to go. Isaiah at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. A 53-yard punt, an 87-yard return, and there you have it. On 103.7 The Buzz. here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. John Neighbors, Chris Kane, Todd Pierce in the Hogsmeade Market Studios. Uh, we'll have uh, what's stream the world of sports I know to get into. We've been talking a lot about K.J. Jefferson uh, entering into the transfer portal officially. Uh, well, not, not, not officially because, again, it's not official, but he at least announced it. Like, why? I know that there's a reason why, and I kind of know what the reason is of why it took so long for him to enter it in, but I'm like, why, why officially announce it, but then you're still not in it? That was Saturday, my man. Like, does the transfer portal, does it only have certain hours it's open where you can, you can only call in or put your name in from 8 to 5 on, week, on Monday through Friday? Like, I don't understand it, my man. Yeah. Just, so weird. But I'm sure he's going to get plenty of people contacted. Do, do, does the player have to do all that? Or can the... I'm sure it can be done by whoever that's needs what I was, yeah. to make it happen. Right, right. Yeah. I did laugh because we were talking about those fake K.J. Jefferson Twitter accounts that were out. So one of the uh, coaches from Florida Atlantic DM'd that fake KJ account and I say, man, hey KJ, can I get your phone number? I'd like to talk to you about something. I was like, oh, buddy. Oh no, that's bad. And they got outed. Yeah, they got outed. So I was like, yeah. well, which which one? What's the fake one you're talking about? Oh, uh, I got to look at back and see. If it's 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 pretty like close to. It's always close to what out, out this be. Is that the one? Yes, that one. That one. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. 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 It's just like, yeah, it's not him. Yeah. You guys need to stop. It's not him. Um, Much as you want it to be. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, yes. That's just not him. And Stan's not there. JK's not there. Okay, that's perfect then. Um, not perfect that they we, we're not there. What do you call mean, me. yeah. John? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so JK texted in our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Okay. He says, uh, losing Bryles and Odom spoiled KJ and Rocket's chance for success. You know, I'm with you on the possibly the... Kendall Bryles, but the Barry Odom thing, I don't know about that. Maybe I, just, uh, you know, his association with the – just his leadership in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But no, I, I tend to think it's Bryles, but – Yes. I think also with Petrino being there, hopefully that takes the thing that Bryles was able to give you as an experienced former head coach. Yeah, and that was – Some of those Yeah, moments. I know you mentioned that. That's yeah. and But eventually, eventually, like when Sam started out, yes, I agreed. And, and obviously, it helped. Mm-hmm. But now you're you're several years in, you know. I I don't know having an experienced head coach around. You've already been a head coach for four years, so it's not you like you are experienced. You are experienced, so I, I get that notion, but also I think it's overrated. Mm-hmm. I, I think in the beginning it was it was something that I saw as a as a bonus and a positive. Now I just see it as okay. I mean, man, if you. If you're year four and you need someone, that's a problem. But don't and I you, hope you don't. But don't you think, which I agree with you, but since that is a problem, but it is a problem for Sam Pittman. Because let's be honest, his game management ain't been great. His timeout management ain't been great. That's the type of stuff that it's like, you're just not good at it. So Petrino maybe can just help you with it. Where I get, it, should, it shouldn't be that way, but because it is... Maybe Petrino can absolutely help help you out with. Okay, let me ask you this. And I read I read Trey's uh, article, which highlighted a couple of the this past season's moments. Yes. Of uh, mismanagement, right? Of time, right? Yeah. We are only going to ever really notice that, it's just like officiating, when things go poorly. Mm-hmm. Only. True. You're now. Na- you're not. 100%. You're rarely ever going to go. That was a good time out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, once, yeah, maybe yeah, once in a while. Do. Yeah, maybe once in a while, but yeah. not, but not all the time. Oh, that's a good time out there. But isn't that the most important thing? That yeah, I, I agree. You, I I agree. But you don't take those timeouts with you. Trey took a Trey took a couple of different instances, which were absolutely coaching 
you know, misjud- bad judgments. Mm-hmm. But those were just a few. Right. And so I do think that, yeah, we can highlight some of the negative ones. But over the last four years, until this year, I really didn't think that was an issue. If you noticed, did you notice it in the previous three years? I At think times, all, but not as not as apparent. Right, right, not as apparent. Yeah. I think we all notice more so than anything. Why is this play call being called right here? Now all the attention went to Bryles more so than Pittman mm-hmm. in the previous. Well, years. every play call is bad that doesn't work. That's exactly right. Yeah, every and that's what is kind of annoying at times that people don't and if it does work that. and if it does work it's and it was a bad call. play call no then it was oh, i love the aggression yeah yeah really really going crazy love there. the aggression yeah. yeah that that's that's the phrase that always gets talk, talked about it's like no that was just stupid but you can call it aggression yeah, yeah, that's wh- fine whatever you need to call it whatever yeah. makes you feel better but that's that's something to where and again you can look at the instances i agree with you but like you know the deal i guess I remember which game it was. I think it was was it Miss, I guess it was Mississippi State where they were going to be lining up for a field goal, and then instead of taking a timeout or you know going for the field goal, you get a delay a game and it backs you up five yards on a field goal range. Yeah, that was early, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that, that was, was I think that was that a Mississippi was a, State game. Yeah. Was that the first possession? I think so, it was something in there. Those, but it's like yeah. that's the type of stuff where, yeah, I mean, not everything's going to be perfect, but those are the type of things you just cannot have. You cannot have because even Sam Pittman admitted he's like, I didn't know what to do in that situation. Well. You need to know, my man. You need to know. See, I would tell you, John, I think some of his answers were more problematic than, oh, 100%. than some of the coaching 100%. decisions during the game. I thought, oh, you just can't say that. More than, oh, you that's a bad call. Be be less honest with us, Sam Pittman. Be less honest. Just say it's the only most endearing if answer. you're winning. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's only endearing when you sit there and you laugh and you have a good time off. If you shoot. win, it's endearing. It's humbling. It's, man... He's just like us, and when you're losing it, it's what in the world? Yeah, yeah there's a total different outlook. Yeah, that. don't don't approach it that way, and hopefully that's... I don't know if that'll ever change either. You know, it's kind of... Maybe not. Maybe in this point, because everything that you do when you're winning is fine. And, and you think that if you need a better example than looking at the Razorback basketball team, the only time we ever get people that are upset or mad or frustrated at Muss and his antics is when they lose. But when Muss beats Kansas in the NCAA tournament to go to the Sweet 16, he's taking his shirt off and he's going crazy. Suddenly, his antics aren't such a big deal. I wonder why. Well, you're you're right about that in terms in terms of perception. I'll tell you this though, and Muss has admitted this, and I think even you know you know his wife MCs a lot of events, and she has been open about how she locks him out of the house. You know. Whenever, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But he does he. He'll admit he's a sore loser. He's he a is. Bad, he's a bad loser. And he is. And I'm not saying that's something that is unacceptable. I mean, it is at times, though, it needs to be corrected. Like, I get it. You can be a bad loser, but you still need to be a professional. Mm-hmm. I think there's there are certain things. Maybe he's still growing as a human being. We're all growing. But there are times where I'm like, get it together, man. Mm-hmm. Just get it. I, I know it's an emotional game, and I love that you're invested. But he's got to he's got to reel it in sometimes, John. And oh, yeah. I, I know I know you love him, and I, I everybody loves him. He's great when he's winning. But there are some moments where it's like, come on, man. Oh yeah, I overlook it because you're not he a rookie wins. coach. I know I overlook it because he wins. And if he wasn't my coach, I would hate, would hate him hate with a burning passion. <laughs> you sure would. But he's yeah. my guy, and so therefore <laughs> you know it's okay. He's ours. He's, That's what you say. It's totally fine because it's our guy. But. We got another two hours out of bounds coming up, so you better stay with us on the Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. Listen for birthday trivia in the zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Elia's is available for holiday caterings and private parties. Book yours today online at eliasmexicangrill.com. The Big Game is brought to you by Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. Guadney Buick GMC. Shop the latest GM has to offer. Encore, Terrain, Yukon, or the most